springtime. Spring is sprung. Spring is sprung. My um, porch is covered in 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 flower semen. If you want to look Ooh. at it that way, they're okay. just flower a, flowers ejaculating all over my porch. It's disgusting. Um, I am doing. So today was kind of a like I'm just more of the same because I'm still quarantining, te- te- mm-hmm. still alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so today was just like another like ugh, kind of day, but I have a lot of hope because I get my second vaccine on the ninth. I know, so and wrong. I got mine. I'm getting mine on the fifteenth, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then we're hanging out. We have a date yes, together. We, have a we date did this May first on the Adam and Andy show on the Adam and Andy podcast. We made a date to hang out, which is April first. Yeah, May first. May first. You're right. May May first, not April first. I was like, where is it? Uh, May first. We're gonna hang out. Maybe we'll get In some takeout. Maybe we'll get some I-R-L. takeout. IRL. IRL. Out. We'll get some takeout. Making. We, maybe we'll watch Barry. Cuddling. We'll be cuddling. Snuggling. Snuggling. We'll be braiding each other's hair. Breathing all over each other. I might lick your face. (laughs) It's okay. I'll make sure to to wash my face. Do do a mask. I feel like like the first time I hug you, I'm going to... I don't want to build this up too much for us anticipation-wise, but I feel like I'm (laughs) going to burst into tears the first time we hug. Yeah. Because it's been over a year. Yeah, I know. Oh, my gosh. That's Um, crazy. Yeah, I, I I feel like walking around my neighborhood and seeing the flowers blooming and knowing that life is starting to come back. Yeah. It all feels very symbolic in a nerdy way for me. And um, I know we're not, we can't go back to normal. I know there are mm-hmm. people out there who are acting like things are back to normal. Um, mm-hmm. I still think we should all be wearing masks in masks. public. Like yeah. I will be wearing my mask unless I am amongst my people that I know in a group and everyone is vaccinated. I will be wearing yeah. a mask in public i will not be eating indoors nope because my children i I might be vaccinated but infection rates are still high and my children are not protected my children are not vaccinated so if my children are not vaccinated then i don't feel like uh i've still i still don't want them to get covid so i have to continue to behave accordingly and i hope other people in the community will as well i know a lot of people have already been pretending like it's been over for a lot a while so i don't expect them to change their behavior um but i will feel it will feel good to be i mean at this point i've had one shot so i'm partially protected but i'm not fully protected so i'm Mm -hmm. still waiting to get that second shot in april yep and then i'm i'm feeling good about that we're gonna make a movie we're, we've got plans to yeah. shoot a movie in August. So we're talking about that, like for the first time, seriously talking about getting back on set and shooting a film. Yeah. And that feels really good. Really good. I've missed it. Yes. We did shoot the uh, sketch show on virtually Zoom. on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And I had a great time doing that. It was super fun. But I miss being on set. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm looking forward to that has been really hard to have not have that in my life. So I'm looking forward to being back on set. Yeah. Later this year. So what, uh, so uh, Sarah, what have you been watching? What have you been watching lately? I've been watching a lot of the Simpsons. Oh, okay. So you're so circling back to I the Simpsons. circling back because on I. Disney plus. Disney plus. Yes. So I watched I didn't watch The Simpsons when I was a kid. I watched it for the first time when I was in high school, I think. Mm-hmm. And mostly in college, call it, not, I don't know. I was in college for a long time, but like 
in the years when one would be in college. Um, I watched up to season 13, I think. So, cause we have the, the, the box sets. Okay. Um, so I watched them all on, on, on DVD before things were streamed. Um, and then I think our, our last box set was like season 13 so that I didn't watch. Um, How many seasons that. are there? 30, 30. Wow. Yes. Wow. Well, that makes Their sense because first, I was like 10 years old when that show came out. Their first year was 89. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And so they're about, I'm like one year old, old older than The Simpsons because I was born in eight. 88 but yeah so it's about that's maybe crazy 31 or something like that i don't know um and so they're still on like if you look up the simpsons it's like 1989 to prep prep present and i don't know how and you know i think that i saw a few episodes here and there of the, the 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 later seasons when they came on tv and they definitely updated like cell, cell phones now exist in that world and texting and as they should. All that so stuff. Bart's like texting people now pictures yeah. of his butt and stuff. Probably. So like yeah. they've updated the time period, but all of the like in the very er, er, early seasons, they kind of had years, like the years that Bart was born. It's like they had a distinct like, this is the year that he was born. This is the year that Lisa was born. This is the year that Homer and, and Marge met. But then as time went on, it's like it got they, muddy. Can't, yeah. they can't use those same dates. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's and funny. it's just like, yeah. I mean, it's animated, so we'll let it so go. So yeah. I guess what I wanted to say about The Simpsons is that Every single episode has so many cringe moments that are like just really inappropriate, really non-PC, um, offensive, mm-hmm. racial. The, old, the sexual, old, old episodes, you mean? Old episodes, yeah. So okay. I'm, I'm in season eight right now. But even all, even through this whole time, season one to eight, and probably going forward, like every episode is. Pr- problematic and is like ooh, that would not be okay now and yikes like like very problematic things that I I reflect on and I'm like I watched that you know when I was in high school and I didn't think anything of that and I didn't think that was an issue or oh yeah I watch old SNL sketches and I'm like ooh, ooh, like yeah so Comedy sometimes doesn't age well. No. Yeah. Um. And it re- just very apparent. Um. The 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 rate ra- ra- well, racial there's uh, Apu, right? The, Apu, the yeah. Didn't um Hank Azaria eventually say, "I'm not going to do this character anymore." Yeah, I think yeah, so. I'm pretty sure. Um, he was like, "Let's it. We need to retire this. It's yeah. not cool." Yeah. Um, I mean, there were lots of things like that, like that. Uh, he was like a, a big character, but like there were lots of things like that. Lots of, um, and I don't, I'm, I feel like I'm just right no, now, but yeah, basically like, um, you're getting a look, you're looking through a, 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 you're looking at a show from the 1990s through a, you know, a 2021 lens and it's yeah. not, it's and not it's, looking so good. Not looking so good, but it's still like, it's still very f- actually 
I don't know. Like, I used to think that The Simpsons was very smart and very funny and very um, good. But the more I'm watching it, the more I'm seeing that it really relied on these stereotypes and tropes. And I don't know if it's actually as good as I thought. Mm. Well, maybe you'll you can come back and report. Uh, how the uh, back the, on the show the how late, it changes yeah yeah okay. I do like Le- Lisa Lisa has always been um very feminist and strong and pro like she's like a, a oh my bo- god a bo- bo- Buddhist and a vegan and we didn't um, talk about this in the episode of course we'll be discussing promising young woman today this is part two of our discussion on promising young woman um we didn't talk about this on the show but I it really stuck out to me what Madison said about feminism and how she like said. she said every man wants a feminist in college because they like women that care about something mm-hmm. and then she says also fun fact feminists are more likely to do anal <laughs> And then she says, but then once they're out of college, they want a good girl. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was really interesting because I think in a lot of ways, I think in a lot of ways that's true. Um, well, how are feminists and good girls mutually exclusive? They're not. Exclusive? They're not. But I mean, the perception of once you get out of college, it's time to stop being that angry young woman. You know what I mean? Like it's time. What are you so angry about? You get you get to go to college. You went to med school. Like, what are you so mad about? You know, have a baby, have a baby. Um, awesome. So I have been watching, rewatching the Marvel films with my kids, also on Disney Plus. Not sponsored by this podcast is not sponsored by Disney. I've Plus, not but seen most of those films. May, 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 maybe I should. I mean, we could talk about them. You know, for funsies. I know it sounds crazy for us to watch movies and not have a specific reason to watch them, but um, I, so we watched, you'll have to catch up. We watched Captain America, um, which I thought was going to be super boring. It's like, there are a few Marvel movies I've never seen. Captain America was one of them. Thought it was going to be boring. I actually enjoyed it. Liked the bromance. Bromance. Uh, Chris Evans is cute and charming and, you know, like, uh, you know, and uh, he does a good, like, pure of heart character of heart guys i think you'll like captain america then very simple good guys bad guys nazis bad kind of scenario um uh ellie uh, lucas really enjoyed captain america he thought have you seen the picture so you know that he starts tiny and then he gets big right no i don't know anything about captain america Okay, well, then I just then you'll just watch it and we'll have to talk about it. I saw your Facebook post about it. Yeah, Lucas it. thought that the actor Chris Evans like that his real body looks like tiny Steve Rogers and not the when Captain you say America tiny, you like tiny. You'll ha- I'm not going to say, you'll have to see. You'll have to watch it. Anyway, I just thought it was really funny because he really he thinks that the buff Captain America body that Chris Evans has is fake. But the tiny Steve Rogers body is real. It's, I mean, he worked out to look like that. He did. I don't know what he did to make his body look like that. But, um, so we watched that. We watched Captain Marvel, which I just love. I like it. I love that my kids are like seeing these like fucking, I love Captain Marvel. First of all, it's a very emotional experience for me because I love that it's this badass superhero and that her, like she's being gaslit the whole time by her 
a, a captor. She's being gaslit and told that her emotions are what hold her back. Like all of us women have been told our whole lives. And for that to be like worked into a superhero story is like, everybody's like, Oh, it's uh, my, uh, social justice warriors, blah, blah. Okay. Whatever. Have you guys ever heard of the Hulk? I'm talking generally to the public here. Have you heard of the Hulk? The guy who can't control his emotions, who can't control his anger. That's so that's something men can relate to. I'm sure. Well, as women, we can certainly relate to being told that we're never going to be good enough because we can't control our emotions. Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, and I love Nick Fury and Captain Marvel's relationship. I love um, Maria Rambeau and then Monica Rambeau. We get to see again later in WandaVision. So it's a great movie. The Flurkin, the Flurkin, love him. Uh, it's very the, the it's very funny. The whole thing. I really enjoy Captain Marvel a lot. So I like that. So I guess the next one we're going to watch is Iron Man. Okay, I've seen Iron Man. I haven't seen Iron Man in years. I have a feeling it's probably not going to hold up, uh, and because there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of Arabs as bad guys kind of stuff, mm, and so yeah. I'm not looking forward to those well, that was stereotypes made back in that time. I know. When, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but still, not looking forward to revisiting those stereotypes. Um. We're doing this in part because we started watching Captain. Uh, we started watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, which at first, um, of course, WandaVision loved it. I still miss. I miss WandaVision. Miss that show. So good. I'm Haven't still sad about it. Sarah, it's so yet. good. So good. Um, I miss WandaVision, and then I watched the pilot of Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I was like, oh, this is fun. It's now starting to get good. Like in the second episode, I'm like, ooh, things are getting interesting. They're exploring interesting dynamics. They're exploring, you know, uh, Falcon and his like how he feels about being a person of color who's a superhero. And they're kind of like bringing that in and how this is like typically like, you know, like there's all we see all these white guys who are the hero. And like, how does it feel to be in a world like that? And then uh, anyway, I'm not going to say too much about it, but it is something that was brought up in the second episode uh and i thought that it's really interesting that they're sort of working that in um it's a series yeah it's a series okay also i like anthony mackie and sebastian sedan they have chemistry as actors together uh so i'm enjoying watching them banter uh they've got this sort of figurehead captain america um who you know so there's this whole idea of like okay well if the u.s government steps in and tries to make a captain america um you know um and foist that symbol upon people and then that guy is also it seems like at least at this point trying his best to also actually help people that makes things complicated anyway they're introducing a lot of interesting they're introducing a lot of uh interesting dynamics and a lot of things to do with these men and what they want from their future and from each other and what their relationships are. And so it's, I thought it was just going to be a blow em up show, but it's now it's got feelings. And so I'm excited about it. I'm interested. Nice. Um, so I hope it continues to have layers. Cause I like my superhero movies with layers. I get bored without layers. Look, nothing will replace one division in my heart, but Falcon and winter soldier. I'm enjoying quite a bit at the moment. I thought it was just going to be a little appetizer on my way to Loki, but it turns out um, I'm catching feelings. Okay. For Falcon and Winter Soldier. So interesting. Um, shall we get into talking about today's movie? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right. So, guys, t- uh, this week we're back to part two of Promising Young Woman. Um, now, I'm going to say 
at the top here that Promising Young Woman is a film about the trauma of sexual abuse and assault and rape. And so if that is something that you, uh, that is going to bring up some difficult feelings for you and is triggering, uh, then you may want to skip this episode because we are going to be talking about that kind of stuff in relation to this movie. Uh, so if, uh, so if you need uh, if it's, if, if it's best for you to skip this episode, uh, please do. And, uh, we'll catch you next uh, on the next film. But in the meantime, let's get right back into talking about Promising Young Woman. The house is a mess, Jack. The kids are a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack. You have been a total bitch ever since you came to New York. You seem so distant. Let's just do it, huh? You look stupid and rich. Stupid and stupid and rich. Fascist. All right, let's get into it. And Madison's calling her and calling her and calling her and calling her. What did I do? What did I do? She doesn't call her back. Like, I think that is like... I think that's too far too. I think that's like, I mean, I think that making someone suffer doesn't right or wrong. It doesn't. Do I feel knowing that nothing physically happened to her and that it was just a way to demonstrate to her what, how wrong what she did, knowing that, knowing that, that she was never physically assaulted. Shit. I don't know if somebody I really loved if somebody I really loved had been through what Nina had been through and then, and died because of, and died because of it, I don't know what I I would do to the people involved. If I could, I don't know, Sarah, do I feel like Madison deserved that? (sighs) Fuck. I don't know. I wish I could learn from it. Like she, we see her in that last scene. She's like, don't contact me again. Here's, the cell phone. Well, in a way, I think she did learn a little bit because she does cough up the phone with the video on it. I don't think she forgot about that video. I think she, I think she knew that she had that video. Mm-hmm. I think she just made a choice to relinquish the video mm-hmm. at the time that she did. Yeah. So maybe she did learn something. I'm not saying it's right. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't think the movie takes a stance on it either. I did begin to feel like Madison was uh, that that uh, uh, Cassie was taking things too far, but I also was like, well, Madison is a fucking cunt. So, Alison Brie. Maybe she deserved to get her. Yeah, Alison Brie. Everybody in this movie was so fucking good. All everybody, great performances, yeah. all of them. Um, stellar cast. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe Madison deserved to get her tree shook a little bit. Maybe she did. I mean, that was a real shitty thing that she did. And someone died because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think and that- she had that video, Sarah, the whole yeah. time she had that video. Yeah. No, at no point did anyone in, uh, give that as evidence to the university. And, you know, like th- this whole situation, like it's a, a movie, but, you know, this stuff happens. It is all real the time. Real. All the time, people are recording this shit and sharing it, and no one ruining people's lives. It and the people in charge don't hold the men account accountable, and this happens all the time. Yes, absolutely. Um, and so, I think the I think the characters of Masson and the Dean really portray how women, even w- w- women who like this could happen to them. They perpetrate they this rape culture as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think uh, so. So let's talk about Dean Walker, mm-hmm. played by Connie Britton. Great. This was hard for me because I'm a mother. Um, mm-hmm. And I did wonder, like, did she really? So what happens is she, uh, Nina, uh, uh, so Cassie shows up and starts asking if Dean Walker remembers Nina and what happened to her. And basically Dean Walker is like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't remember your friend. And also uh, that happens like every other week. And it's like, yeah. that should be a fucking red flag to you yeah. that so many women are coming and reporting assaults at your university. That should be a, that's a fucking epidemic. Um, so what she does is she picks up the Dean's teenage daughter from school and drives her to, we find out drives her to a diner, pretends that they're her favorite band is there, obviously did some research on her on social media. I think this movie underneath also is a lot about social media and how much we expose ourselves yeah. to this kind of stuff um, over social media. Um, but she, what she tells the Dean is that she dropped off her daughter in the same room where Nina was assaulted and left her with some boys with some, with vodka. Well, men, I should say grown men. Cause she's a teenager and they're men. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, fuck, did she really do that? Did, did that, like, did she really do that? Yeah. Um, and she didn't No, but she made her believe that, that she did. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is when the Dean is like, wait, like that's my daughter. And so she, uh, so Cassie is like, so it's only, it only means something to you if it's someone you love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, intense. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, I think for a lot of people, it only matters when it when it's someone they know. Yeah, and 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 the and Dean also said that um, you she has to give the boys the the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. She's like, why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why can't you give the women the be- 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 benefit of the doubt? Right, exactly. Um, so. Before she leaves, she does tell her, your daughter's at the diner. You can call. Oh, God. When she pulls the phone out, because she takes the yeah. girl's phone. When she pulls the phone out and lays it on the table and is like, oh, I have your daughter's phone. I was like, holy fucking shit. Like, if I were this girl's mother, I would have launched across the table and choked her, this woman already. You know? Like, it's crazy. Well, I'm, like, really shocked that Cassie gets away with all of this intimidation and threatening and... And no one reports her. No one tries to get her arrested or anything like. Uh, I think it was starting to catch up with her because she had been doing it so often that people were starting to recognize, oh, you're the girl that went home with. I think it would have caught up with her. And it does, Sarah. It does. It actually does catch up with her in a big way. Um, Let's. I, uh, so then after that, we have the whole tire iron scene in which she just like parks her car in the middle of the road, hoping that a man will uh, stop and yell at her, I guess. Which, frankly, is pretty believable that that would happen. And then again, this, I think, is another example of the violence sort of rippling outward. Like she 
she feels this anger inside of her. And again, women are not allowed to be angry. And in Jennifer's body, we have a woman who's so angry that she literally like turns into a demon that eats boys. Right. So we have that Mm -hmm. rage represented in the demon aspect of Jennifer. And here she's got this rage inside of her. That's so deep that even scaring the Dean doesn't satisfy it. So she has to like use a, take a crowbar to some guy's taillights Mm -hmm. again. Did he deserve it? I mean, he was a dick, but I don't know if, 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 it helps anything to, I don't think it helps to bash his windshield in, you know? Yeah. Um, but she needs something to release this anger, you know? Um, do you want to talk about the lawyer now? Yeah. Um, Alfred Molina. Yes. Doc, uh, the, uh, Mr. Green, Dr. Green. I don't know. He's the lawyer. Mr. Green. Yeah. He represents not just he represented Al as well as many other boys or men, I should say, mm-hmm. that were accused of uh, the same thing. And he got them all. Well, it looks like Nina's trial didn't even go to Nina didn't even get to the trial. No, she dropped the case because he bullied her into dropping the case. He, he's And he said you find one picture on Facebook where she's where someone's drunk and it's it like that. That's and all the journey. The jury will turn on them. Mm -hmm. And it's true. So he's different than everybody else when she gets there. Yeah. He like is expecting it. And he like, she's like, do you want me to hurt you? And he's like, I think I do. He's the only person who seems to feel remorse. Yeah. And she has thought about what he's done and has had like a psychotic break. He says, um, and she doesn't really know what to do with it. It scares her a little bit. And he also like puts his head in her lap, yeah, which I also didn't care for. Um, yeah. And I don't think she cared for it either. Um, but yeah, she doesn't know what to do with him because he's the only person who has shown any sign of remorse or, uh, or, or any kind of uh, negative feelings about what happened to Nina. Also, yeah, he's the only one who remembers her. Yeah. He's the first person that goes, oh, yeah, Nina. I, before she even says who it is, Nina was her name. He remembers her immediately. She's and I so it's like in a way it's like that's I don't know that would have fixed everything. But in a way, that was what she was looking for. Someone to remember Nina and to feel to share in the sadness that Cassie is carrying around all the time, you know. Um. And he says, I'll never forgive myself for what I did to her or them, any of them. I won't yeah. forgive myself for any of it. And she forgives him. She forgives him. Um, what do you, what did you think me. about that? Yeah. It did because this whole movie so far has been about her exacting revenge after revenge and for her to just forgive him after all of this time and, and all of the things he did and, I think that she did that for him. Like, I think that she didn't, she might have not forgiven him like in her heart, but she might've just said that to him to make him. That's interesting. Or I think she meant it. And may, I think there's this idea, you know, there's the whole idea that like, when you hold on to something, you're, if you, if you drink, if, if someone 
if someone is poisonous and you drink that poison, you're holding that poison, you're the one poisoning yourself. Yeah. And that forgiveness allows you to let, like to leech the poison away from you. Yeah. No, I know, I know that, but I just feel like at no point in the movie did she seem to release any of her, her feelings. Like, I feel like she just, she didn't forgive. And so I don't think she forgave anybody else. I do. The reason I think she forgave him is because she trusts him enough to send him the phone at the end, which is a really big deal. So I think she does. I think she means it when she says, I forgive you. Okay. Whether he deserves her forgiveness or not, I can't say. But I think she means it. Otherwise, she wouldn't have sent him the phone. Yeah. Um. Okay. So then we have her go to Nina's mom's house mm-hmm. and Nina's mom is basically like, you got to let this go for all of us. Mm-hmm. And then she does try to let it go. She does. She throws away her book, mm-hmm. um, her, her little, her tally book mm-hmm. of the guys that she, um, she attracts at bars which man, um, she really. There were a lot of hash marks. A lot of hash marks. Um, um and she gets rid of her friender account. Her friend, like her Facebook, Facebook account. Yeah, it was a very thinly veiled Facebook. I was like, is this Friendster? I don't. I feel like that's really, really. She's too young for Friendster. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Why she tried Facebook. Oh, of course not, Sarah. Because Facebook would have sued them. Well, I feel like I've seen in other movies people using facebook they usually make a a fake thing they never use facebook yeah no facebook would have been like especially in this movie it also kind of depends on what's going on in the movie most uh corporations will not let you use their likeness if if it's portrayed in a negative light in which case she's using it to stalk people yeah so which is what everyone uses facebook for that's true let's be honest that's true it's true (laughs) um So she's at this point, I think Ryan was angry with her about having seen him at the, her at the club. And then yeah. she goes to apologize. Yeah. But she doesn't actually tell him anything. She's just like, it won't happen again. And I'm like, girl, like, I don't honestly, Sarah, I don't think she owes him an explanation. Also, wh- what is she supposed to say? I'm sorry. What I do is like on the weekends, I, I pretend to be really drunk and then I lure guys if home. she wants to be close to someone, she has to tell them stuff like that. I don't think she owed him an explanation in that moment. She didn't owe it to him. I just thought that she owed it to, if if you want a relationship, you have to share yourself. And so what she did was not good for the relationship. I, I'm not saying she owed it to him or that he deserved it. I'm saying that if she did want the relationship to work, I mean, what, you know, I, I think that's totally valid and fair. Um, I feel like that it would have been healthy for her eventually if Ryan had not turned out to have had involvement in Nina's assault, which he does. Yeah. If he was just a guy who she knew in med school and they could live happily ever after. Um, I think that she should have told him eventually the trauma that was caused by Nina's assault but I don't think she needed to I don't think she needed to tell him all that stuff I don't I think she was well within her right to keep that to herself that's just how I feel well yeah she was definitely well within her right and I don't think it would have helped 
their relationship if she had told him that. I don't think he would have understood. He wouldn't have understood. No. I don't think anybody would have understood. Yeah. I don't think anyone. You know who Gail might have been like? I think Gail would have been like, that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I don't think Gail would have shunned her. Yeah. Gail might have been the only person who can accept Cassie for who she is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like what would uh Nina's mom think about all oh god Nina's mom would not have been okay with it uh I don't know Nina enough and we don't ever get to know her so I don't know what Nina would have felt about it but Nina's mom seems to think that she would have wanted Cassie to move on with her life yeah so then we have the love montage and everything seems to be going pretty good for a little while there she actually has a normal happy life she's moving forward um yeah. and then Madison shows back up at her house. Mm-hmm. With, with the phone. The phone. That has a tape of um the assault. Yes. And it's Al is the one who's doing the assaulting, but there are other men in the room. They watched. Joe filmed it. Joe's the one who was played by Schmitty from New Girl. New Girl. Oh yeah, Joe. That's Joe. Uh, what's uh, what's his face green? Uh, yes, that guy. Uh, uh, I'll yeah, look it up. Yeah. I've got I've got I've got the castle stuff here. Um, you keep talking. Max Greenfield. Max Greenfield. Yes. Um, I love that actor, and he mm-hmm. just played the worst person in the world besides Al. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think he's even worse than Al, to be honest. They're like- <laughs> both terrible. They're both they're both terrible. Um, so they he was filming it, but you can hear Ryan on the video. You know, he was there and he didn't do anything, mm-hmm. and he so. Yep. Yeah. He's, no, so he's complicit in this assault. Yeah. Um, and I have a feeling he knew it. I think he knew when he went to see her at the coffee shop the first time. I think he knew. You think he knew that that she she was Nina's best friend I've, and that I've, he, he absolutely was a part of that assault he, and his attitude the moment he finds that but that that video exists his his attitude completely changes. He's not shocked that she would care about that video. He knew. I think he knew. So that's something he was keeping from her. You know, he was keeping yeah. that from her pretending like he moved that's the thing is is that this movie says is that all these people moved on with their lives like nothing happened mm-hmm. and nina didn't get to move on and cassie is not able to move on either but everybody else yeah. moved on like nothing happened mm-hmm. including ryan yep would you have watched the fu- the tape would you have watched it if that were if you were cassie would you have watched it because there's a moment where she has friend. a choice yeah there's a moment she has a choice like, for example, if that were you, hell no. I would not watch that. Tape. Well, let me say it this way. Would you have moved on, let yourself move on with your life? Or would you have? God. That's um, really what I'm asking. It's not about, like, watching the video. She has to make a choice whether she's going to actually move on or not. I think I would just for survival's sake. And, I mean, I wouldn't move on in, like, my heart I don't know like I, it always be that's a tough traumatic. one that's a always tough be traumatic one. for me but I wouldn't I wouldn't do what she did like I wouldn't do the revenge thing 
I think it would be really hard for me. I'm trying to put myself in that place. Because now she has, the thing is she has evidence. Mm -hmm. But I think she knows that the statute, because it's a rape case, the statute of limitations. Seven years. It's well past seven years. She's 30 now. It's probably exactly seven years. If you're it is seven years, they, they they say seventy year, years ago. So I think they. The I think she made that. Mm -hmm. That video is not going to do any good, unless unless Al gets charged with a different crime. Mm -hmm. So the video alone is not going to do anything for Nina. I think it would have been hard for me. I think I, if I were in her position, I would have been hard. I, I'm such a person that buries everything. It would have been hard for me not to just smash the phone and say, I can't, I don't want to know what's on there. Yeah, no, I couldn't watch. But I also don't know if I would have been able to move on either. Because what she, of course, the phone is what a lot of what tells her that that Ryan was involved in her. Like, would you rather know what happened or continue with this guy thinking he's somebody he's not? Let well, the thing that. is that if he, if that never, ever, ever came up and he never, ever behaved like that ever again, and you didn't does know, that excuse what he did? That, no, it does. It doesn't excuse what yeah. he did. But if you didn't know. And you could have a ha 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 happy life not knowing. Would that be okay? I don't know. I don't know. It would have been hard if I was finally at the place where I was moving on. It would be hard for me to go, let me put aside my own happiness so that I can find the truth out. But also, I don't know if Ryan deserves to get a happy ending. I don't think he does. So, okay. And you can see he tur tur turns on her too, like when she like reveals exactly. her plan. And he's so like she made the right decision, at least in breaking up with him. Like, if she had not gone to the cabin and she just watched the video and then broke up with Ryan and then moved on with her life with somebody else, that maybe would have been the best decision in that situation. Yeah. And he also lied to the cops, too. He did. So he's actually not a nice guy. Not. He no. turns it. He calls her a loser mm -hmm. because she dropped out of school and she's mm -hmm. threatening to expose him. Yeah. Um, but she does intimidate him into giving up the address for that bachelor party. Yeah. Why isn't he 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 there, by the way? He's at the the wet the wet the wedding, but he's not at the pretty sure once he knew that Cassie was going that he excused himself from that event I think he put it wanted to put some distance between himself and that whole group okay are we going to talk about this yeah let's um let's talk about El Monroe who's the the uh actor by, by the way he looks his name familiar. is christopher lowell he is bash on glow so if you've ever seen the show glow, glow he's yes. the manager on glow he looks so young he looks too young to be a me me no 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 manager. i'm not talking about uh the guy i'm sorry there's the manager who's like 
played by um, Mark Marin. Marin, yeah. And then there's the other guy who's the money guy, the one who like wears the tux and actually announces the fights, and okay. the one who was the investor initially. Yeah, he still looks so young. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I thought he was like Zac Efron for like a few minutes. <laughs> um. So there's a big old bachelor party. She shows up pretending to be a stripper. Mm-hmm. And why don't you talk about this? Why don't I talk yeah, about this? Why don't you tell us what happens? This, I have to say I did not expect I did this. not expect this. Um, so she walks in and I'm expecting it to be more of the same. Like she like is like, Oh, surprise. I'm going to make you all suffer psychologically for you, what you did. Um, Oh, I knew that she was going to drug them all. That was totally expected. I didn't know she was going to drug them all. I was the minute she showed up with that vodka. I was like, that vodka is, is dosed and she's going to make all those guys pass out. And then she's going to deal with. Okay. I knew that what what happened. She, yeah gets you know makes all those guys pass out and gets al up ties him up or like handcuffs him to the the bed post um he's no remorse for what he did and he and he's like who he's like i just you know i love i love my wife i don't want to do anything and you're not going to do 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 anything are you just going to like tie me up and she's like yeah do i look like someone who would make you do something you don't want to do and he's like no and and then he asks her who she is, and she says she says her name is Nina. What is her last name? Nina Forrest, I think. Nina Forrest, or or something. And he's like, no, she's dead. Like you can't be. Yeah, that's when the turn happens, and he starts to see that something's up. Um, and then she begins talking about Nina, and this part was really heartbreaking for me was to hear her talk about her friend and how special her friend was and how I thought that the way the writer captured what it's like like what trauma does to people was very eloquent because she says that Nina was this amazing person who was like totally unique and just like I you I just wanted to be in her orbit, you know. But then after what you did to her, all, all you were the, she was replaced by you. She was replaced by the trauma mm-hmm. of you. Your name. Your name. She only heard your name. Exactly. And 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 that she got squeezed out by that. And I thought mm-hmm. that was a really eloquent way to describe how trauma works that event Mm -hmm. becomes like it overtakes you and it starts to push out and I think even earlier in the film that conversation between her father and Cassie about how he's like we really miss Nina but we really miss you like that really broke my heart yeah because the trauma changed her as well yeah Yeah. and so So her plan is she is going to to rectify that. It looks like she's going to take a scalpel and carve Nina's name onto his body. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. That seemed to be the plan. Yeah. And he manages to free one of his hands from the handcuff and he gets on top, 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 top of her and puts a pillow over her head. And it's a very long. It's very prolonged. On out. In real like, time, yeah, and he so, suffocates her. 
this made me think, wow, in so many movies, the suffocation happens so quickly. It's so like, and then it just happens. And that's, there's a big dramatic, like, uh, you know, kind of thing. And like, that is not what ha- happens in this case. It's very long and drawn out. And you're like, is he going to go all the way or is he going to stop? Is Why she going to pretend? I, I kept hoping she would yeah. pretend to, I would, ho- I was hoping she would stop moving so that he would think she was dead. Yeah. <sighs> I did not saying, expect. Stop mo- moving. Stop mo- moving. And I was like, what? Are you telling her to stop moving or do you want to her to die? Like what, what is happening here? I did not expect the movie to take this turn. Um, but given, but I think that it did it. I think the why the why it did it was, I think what it did was necessary for the story to continue as we know, which is that this guy is just because he says he's a nice guy and he's moved on with his life and he's getting married. He is a violent man who is capable of assaulting a woman and obviously is also a capable like he there's a sickness in him that needs to perpetuate violence against women. And and it just because he he isn't just because we don't know what happened to him in between Nina and his wife. That doesn't mean he didn't continue to do violence to women and he is capable of it. And here he is murdering a woman. Mm-hmm. And violently. And why? But why would he kill her? Like, why wouldn't he just like, because, like, because he, well, I think, First of all, I think men that perpetuate that kind of violence don't see women as equals or their lives to be as worth as much as their own is. Um, and also, I think that he sees her as a threat to his the, the life that he has. Yeah, She has a video. She's already told him she's got this video. Um, she can roll in and tell his wife and his, and every, everybody he, he, he can, she can ruin his promise, the promising future that he's built for himself. Mm-hmm. And that's a threat to him. And so it's more important to him to eliminate that threat. Yeah. And I think in the heat of the moment, he, he's acting without thinking. Yeah. But I think also the choice of, by the director to prolong the moment so long for it to be like at some point he should have realized I shouldn't be doing this I should stop before I kill her like I should but the point was to kill her Mm -hmm. and I think that's I think the fact that it goes on for so long is in part because um it actually does take a very long time to, su- to kill someone, to strangle or suffocate someone. And it is actually, a, as you and I know, as true crime fans, if you want to call us fans, that seems like a weird word, but people who are interested in true crime, um, many, mo- a lot of women are killed in mm-hmm. situations of rape and assault Mm-hmm. afterwards using strangulation or suffocation mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a very common way for those women to be murdered and it actually takes a really long time and so in the movies most films just like you said they shorten it for our benefit because then it's not way entertaining shorter. yeah it becomes at a point it's not entertainment it's it's yeah it's upsetting yeah and this felt very upsetting very upset it was awful it was awful yeah And not only does he kill her, he stays next to her all night. And then in the morning, 
Joe, he's not upset about what he did. He's not, no one is, none of these men are upset about what he did. Joe's not upset about it. Al's not upset about it, about the life that was lost. Mm-hmm. It's like, here. this is how I felt, Sarah. It felt like to me, the movie was like, now we're going to let you experience what Cassie has been carrying around with her in a microcosm for this whole movie. We gave you this character. You got to know her. We're going to kill her and you're going to watch everyone else move on with their lives mm-hmm. and not be punished. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened to Nina. Mm-hmm. These guys, they burn her body. They burn all the evidence. The only people that report her missing are her parents. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even seem like Ryan is upset about what happened to her. He says he loved her, but he doesn't seem to actually be upset. He's certainly not upset enough to 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 ask for justice for her. He's too afraid about how it might affect his life, which is probably exactly what happened back with Nina. He was afraid to be exposed for his uh, his complicity in what happened. So instead of getting justice for Nina, he pretends like it didn't happen, which is exactly what he does with Cassie and her murder. Yep. Anyway, what would you like to say? I'm, I feel like I'm talking a lot here about this and um, the murder and how it affected you. Yeah, I think that I I was definitely surprised that she was killed. But I knew that that was how the store story that would make the most sense. I guess it would it would be the best written story. Like I don't know. Like it it made dramatic sense. Um, yes. But it also was very like oh like we got to know her and we wanted to see her give it to these guys and then walk away into the sunset like I did what I meant to do and I had the last like I not the last laugh that's bad um I I like accomplished my goal and now I can move on hopefully but she didn't get to move 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 on well that's what happens at the end of these rape revenge movies and we don't get that catharsis of revenge nope we do get something else like it but it's not it doesn't feel cathartic or satisfying because she's dead because she's dead do you think well it seemed i i'm not even gonna ask this question because i was gonna ask you if you think you she well do you think she intended for this to result in her death well is this something she went to do on purpose how could she have i mean like i thought of that when she fought for her life she did and when she um the she sent the police to come and did she send the police to come and 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 arrest him uh we'll talk about that in a minute but i'm asking do you think that she went to that cabin wanting to die well if she did the the initial so she pre sent messages to ryan she scheduled them yes 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 scheduled messages to be sent to Ryan, which I didn't even know you could do. Um, yeah, but, it's, um, it's questionable, but I'll accept it. Who knows it's an, what you can do for the I- iPhone. Um, iPhone so, users at 
at Fem Mistake Pod. Can you schedule messages? Please help us out here. Yes. Um, Wait, you have an iPhone, um, Sarah. I do. I don't. I don't know. I haven't tried to schedule a message. Um, Maybe there's an app out there that'll let you schedule yeah. a message. Uh, so, she sends them. She sends the phone to the lawyer and uh-huh. says, "In the event of my demise." So she thinks that she might be killed. I think she. I don't know that she goes hoping to be killed. Although it, it really is the only way that Nina's going to get any justice because they're not going to prosecute him. It felt like. I feel like the the movie was trying to make me think that she essentially committed suicide. She sacrificed herself. She did sacrifice to bring herself. These boys to just men, sorry, mm-hmm. men to to to, to justice. Um, I don't think she was wanting that though, because she fought pretty hard to not die. I think that she was either going to settle for permanently disfiguring him. And exposing him anyway. Like I think she was going to expose them. Like she said. I'll post this. I'll send this to your wife. I'll send this to your employers. Like she was going to expose them one way or another. Even if she couldn't get legal justice. But. Um, but why would she send the the lawyer the phone? Why wouldn't she give it to him? Why, why wouldn't she send those texts to Ryan after? Why, why would she. Because I think she knew that there was a good chance that she was going to get murdered. I think she knew that. And so if she was going to pay for this with her life, she was going to stick it to the rest of them. Mm -hmm. So we do get the revenge, but it doesn't feel satisfying because at what cost? Yeah. At what cost? Like, yes, we want them to pay, but do we, did we want them to pay with Cassie's life? I didn't. I didn't want that. I don't think anybody else in her life wanted that. I don't think Nina's mom wanted it. I don't think her parents wanted it. I think her parents will be devastated. Also, I think this movie doesn't let up in the sense that it t- it shows us how grief will continue to ripple outwards. There is no end to this grief. It's just now going to change into other people's grief. The grief mm-hmm. of her parents and Gail, because now Gail gets yeah. the necklace. Yeah. Gail gets Cassie's necklace. And so Gail will now be the one, the friend who's carrying around the grief. Yeah. Now I don't think Gail's going to respond the way that Cassie did, but for the rest of her life, Gail is going to remember the tragedy of this woman that she was hope, who was her friend who that she misses that she was hoping she could have helped to make different choices. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she sends the phone to the, uh, to the lawyer and that leads to the cops arresting I keep wanting to call him bash because I've seen, because of uh Ow. they keep they send them to the I mean honestly it was a a pretty great image the imagery of him being arrested at his wedding at a wedding while Ryan is looking at his phone going well I'm fucked like that was mm-hmm. all very powerful and mm-hmm. like I, I guess there was a tiny bit of satisfaction for me there just seeing that mm-hmm. occur but yeah. I'm not satisfied that Cassie is now dead. I'm not satisfied about that at all. Uh, and I'm not satisfied of knowing that the other people in her life are going to now carry this grief that she also carried around. And R- 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 Ryan also, at least at that moment, he's not being arrested. He's not being like what, like being held accountable for the fact that he lied to the cops. He will he, be. He will be. Okay. He will be. He will be. And they're going to search his phone and they're going to see those scheduled texts. It's all going to look very bad. Yeah. Uh, And I mean, they know he lied because he literally said, oh, she mentioned the work trip. They're going to come back Mm -hmm. and question him and they're going to look through his phone and they're going to 
they're going to have to know where did she get this information from? She may have sent that in the letter to the lawyer, but this is the lawyer's chance to make things right. And he does. Ryan never takes his chance to make things right. So he ends up with the rest of them at the wedding about to face, to pay the piper as, yeah. as uh, the lawyer would say, he's uh, the, 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 they've come to pay the piper. Okay. Final thoughts on, promising young woman wow we got through this we got through this i was not sure i was going to be able to even talk about this movie today i thought i was going to need some time to decompress but we made it through Uh, i think this is a really important film uh, and i understand why there are people that feel like they can't watch it or don't want to listen to this conversation i totally understand that but i do think it's a movie that if you can watch it you should and i do think that all cis men should watch this movie yeah, I uh, I have to say, after this discussion, I have more appreciation for the cho- choices the dir- dir- director made, and hearing your point of view really helps with that. And I still feel certain things, you know, about the initial what she was doing to the men who had nothing to do with the um, the event. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I think that. It's a really good film, very well made, and very important topic, and I'm really glad that we got to discuss it today. I agree. I am really glad that, I'm glad that we watched, I'm glad we watched this movie. Um, I'm glad that we didn't make a guest watch this movie and potentially be traumatized by it. Um, I'm glad that I am discussing it with you, somebody I feel like safe with. Uh, someone who's my best friend. Um, and I'm glad that we, because I felt very, I felt very shook after watching it and it feel, it actually felt good to decompress mm-hmm. and debrief debrief yeah, by talking about it. Yeah, it did help. Uh, Sarah, shall we do the Bechtel test? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, does this film have more than one female character in it? Yes. Do those characters have names? Yes. Do they talk about some, do they talk to each other? Yes. Do they talk about something other than a man? Yes. I think so. I mean, they're talking a lot. Huh? Well, they talk about Nina. You're right. They don't. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Cause I was like, "Uh, is the, cause they're not talking about all actually Al is actually not what they talk about most of the time. It is about you, Nina. You're right. So that's, that's good. Yeah. So, um, uh, women, and women's relationships, I think, a significant part of this film. Uh, in fact, the entire emotional core of this film hinges on a female relationship. So, so yeah, I'd say this is well, definitely one of them is not right. Alive but anymore. their relationship is the emotional core of this film. Even yeah. if Nina is no longer, uh, even if Nina is not in the film, it's mm-hmm. about them and their relationship. Yeah. Um, there's Gail and there's Nina's mom and yes, and Cassie's mom, Madison, and, uh, and Madison, mm-hmm. and uh, Doctor or uh, um, Dean Dean Walker, yeah, mm-hmm. and the the daughter as well. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, um, Dean scene? Walker's daughter, yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a lot, a lot of women, a lot of scenes with women in this. So yeah, definitely for sure passes the Bechtel test. What kind of self-respecting female director would not have their film pass the Bechtel Let's test? Let's hope. Let's hope. Uh, okay, 
welcome to Plug It Up. Uh, this is uh, usually the part of the show where we plug stuff that we're working on, uh, but instead I'm just going to say that if you want to talk uh, with us about this movie, if you have any thoughts that you'd like to share, um, we are on Facebook and Instagram at Feminine Mistake Pod, and you can find us on Twitter at Fem Mistake Pod. Uh, of course, you can listen to the show um, on any of the podcast apps, and we have a, we have put up the vidcast version on YouTube on Critical Crop Tops YouTube channel. So instead of plugging stuff this week, uh, what I will say is that I would like to plug uh, the RAIN organization uh, that is Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. Uh, Rain, um, uh, they, uh, they carry out programs to prevent sexual violence, help survivors and ensure perpetrators are brought to justice. So that's their mission. Um, you can easily go to their website, rain.org, R-A-I-N-N.org to make a donation, uh, in support of this organization. Or if you need some, uh, if you need some help from this organization, and you can also use the phone number one eight hundred eight five six hope. So that's Rain, the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. All right. Well, uh, now that the uh, weather is uh, intermittently better, uh, of course we're now we're in springtime in the South, which means it's going to be a lot of rain. But in between that, I'm hoping to get out take a walk from time to time Mm -hmm. and uh, enjoy what I hope is a new beginning for us as we all sort of slowly emerge from our pandemic caves, but with masks. With masks. With masks. Yes. I love you, Sarah. I love you too. 